Yes, indeed. What's going on, y'all? It's your main man, Big Wayne, with another episode of Call the High Seed. Come on in. The water's just fine. Um, I'm going to go left right here real quick, and I, I'm going to get to all the other good stuff in a minute. But I'm going to go left because I'm thinking about the, the playoffs, the NBA Finals, all these great players. And Westbrook came to mind. And that's, it's old news. You know, the Lakers are saying they're going to keep Russ and all that. We all know that. But I got to thinking about Russ, and I think that's the start of a good thing that the Lakers are doing this offseason. The Darvin Ham thing, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about Darvin Ham. I'd never heard of him before he got signed. But from what everybody's saying and what I keep hearing, he's he's a good dude, and that's the guy, the kind of guy they need. So I'm all for it. And I saw that they're not trading Westbrook. They're keeping him. And I think that's a smart move. I think that's a good thing that you need to do because this is his last year on the books. And if it don't work out, if it's just damaged goods and y'all can't figure it out, then he's free and you got all that money off the hook and, you know, you just start new. But I think you owe it to yourself. And dare I say, owe it to Russ to just see what you got and just see what you can do. Sometimes you just got to figure it out. It's a lot of things don't go good on the first try. Hell, Scotty and Jordan didn't win it on their first go-around, and we all know how they ended up. Shaq and Kobe didn't win it when they first got together. Look how that ended up. Hell, AD and LeBron didn't that that first year. No, not when they first got together. And look how that ended up. So, yeah, they just got to see what happens. We just got to figure it out. We just got to see what happens. Actually, they did. LeBron was there before. Yeah, okay, so I stand corrected. Yeah, but... It don't always work together when you first hook it all up. And I got to thinking about point guards. I got to think about some of the, the best point guards in the league. And I got to looking at Russ. Russ averaged 18 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists, and shot 44% for the field. That's not too bad, especially considering he's a third option. We know what he could do when he's the primary option. You know, he led the league in scoring twice, led in interception, led the league in uh Assists, you know, the triple-double king, all that good stuff. So we know what he does as a primary option. But he's a third option, and he didn't dip too, too much. And considering he's behind LeBron and AD, and I think we can all agree that AD and LeBron are both better than Russ, that's not too bad. So, But I compared it to some other point guards. You know, he shoots a higher percentage than Steph. Steph shoots 43%. Russ shot 44 That's not too bad. And he averaged more rebounds and assists than Russ. Steph averaged 25 points. You know, uh, Dame didn't play a lot, but he did pretty good, and he was on the, the same cups with Dame. Luka, we all love Luka. Luka averaged 28, 9, and 8. That's pretty doggone good. He Luka, you know, white hot right now and shot 45%. But that's he had a step up under Luka. Ja Morant, you know, Ja 27, 5, and 6, 6 assists. Shot 49%. So, He's not, he's not, I'm not saying he's better than, than Luca, Dame, Steph, or Ja. I'm not saying that. I know that. But he's in the neighborhood. And these are primary options. You don't think Russ could get 27 if he wanted to, 28 if he wanted to, 29 if he wanted to, 25 if he wanted to. I absolutely believe he could. And what I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Outside of Steph Curry, what point guard has led their team to this prosperity land. What team as the, the best player as the point guard took their team all the way to the stairway to heaven? 
This elevated greatness with point guards outside of Steph, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen with Trey Young. It doesn't happen with Dame. It hasn't happened with Luka. It hasn't happened with Ben Simmons. It hasn't happened with John Morant. Didn't happen with D. Rose. I could go on and on and on. So if it typically doesn't happen, why would y'all expect that with Russ? Why would y'all expect Russ to lead a team to a championship when none of the other point guards I mentioned outside of Steph has done it? It just hadn't happened. So I'm saying you got to cut the brother some slack. And for that matter, what we have, it's revisionist history now, but we have seen Russ in the NBA Finals with KD. And I think we can all agree KD just has had as much to do with that as Russ did. I think I think that's fair. That's a fair assessment in saying that. And they only lost to the Miami Heat, and that's not a bad thing either. Because that Heat team, that you know, they was they was tough. So that's that's my thing here. I think we need to. I don't know why we choose to beat up on Russ so much. For the life of me, I don't understand it. Because none of the other point guards are doing it. So why are we beat up on Russ? Is it because we don't want to? Accuse LeBron James? Is it because we don't want to beat up on AD? What is it? And it really didn't start until he left Houston. I mean, left OKC. Because everybody felt bad for him and he went out there and balled and still got him to the playoffs. Didn't get him out the first round. But guess what? Chris Paul didn't either. And a lot of people didn't think OKC was going to do as good as they did when they had Russ. And everybody thinks... Chris Paul is a better point guard than Russ. Popular consensus, I like to think that's what people think. But Russ didn't get, Russ couldn't do any more. Chris Paul couldn't do any more than what Russ could with the OKC. And then Westbrook goes to the Rockets. Now, I love that move. I was on Rocket on tap by saying, hey, they finna win it all. I was on tap by saying that. But it didn't happen. And by the way, they only lost to the team that won the championship. But they did good all year. The Rockets with Harden played good all season. And we know what Harden does in the playoffs. And it's not like Russ just sit there and goes missing. More often than not, he balls out. He shows out in the playoffs. One of the, the most damning things that I never understood when OKC, it was when Paul George was in OKC and Russ was there. And they was playing the Nuggets. Russ balled out of his mind. Gave you 30 plus. Extra sauce and no napkins. But Paul George was the one that went to bed. Paul George was the one that got deep fried by Joe Ingles. In some kind of way, we still flipped it to turn it on Russell Westbrook. Like the brother didn't just ball out of his mind. And I've always wondered why. When he went to Houston and he played better than James Harden, Russell Westbrook was the best player on the Houston Rockets. He played better than James Harden. You can go look at the numbers. But some kind of way, we put it on Russ. Is it because Russ is more popular? So we just looked at him that way? Because Russ had a lot of – they had a really good season. But, you know, it don't season in the playoffs, different things, I got it. And it's not like the brother goes missing. He ain't shine from the moment like some players do. 
He's going to give you effort. He's going to give you energy. Hell, he's going to give you buckets. So, and we can't say he makes people worse. We can't say he ball hogs because when what's the ball hog, I saw him play with KD and KD led the league in scoring four straight years with Russ as his point guard. The year he was with in Houston, James Harden led the league in scoring with Russ as his point guard. So don't tell me he's just sitting there taking all the assists. Now, hey, the brother got a big usage rate. I'm not crazy about high usage rate. So you got me there. But let's not act like he's just bad for business. And I know four, it's hard to defend four straight teams. Four straight teams, four, it's hard to defend that. But Russ isn't the only problem with the Lakers. And I'm going to go down saying this. Russ is an all-time great player. But my thing is, what do y'all expect Russ to do? What is it that y'all want from Russ? Lead a team to a championship? Well, no point guard's doing that. What is it? Take a team to the playoffs? Oh, he does that. What is it? Shoot a better percentage? Oh, he does it. He's shooting 44%. I mean, it's not, he ain't going to shoot like a center or something, then fine. He can still get your points. He may not be the best shooter. Okay, fine. Russ struggles shooting the ball. I'll admit that. But he can get points. And Russ has led the league in scoring before, too. He's done it twice, I believe. Yes. So just because you're not a good shooter don't mean you can't score. People really got to understand that. So that, that's my thing with Russ. I just wish that we would pump the brakes on Russ a little bit because it's really getting out of hand. And, I'm, and good for the Lakers for not bailing out on him. Good for the Lakers for trying to give him another shot. I, I, I love that, personally. But speaking of point guards, I, I got something else I, I wanted to touch on. So when we think of a point guard, a point guard is somebody usually – Somebody that facilitates your offense. Somebody that, uh, you know, a coach on the floor. Somebody that gets players involved. Let me ask you something. Historically, how many of those have we seen? Historically, how many traditional, quote unquote, point guards have we seen just do something phenomenal? I can only think of three traditional ones. I can think of John Stockton. He got the Jazz to the finals twice and, you know, failed short to Michael Jordan. Okay, cool. Chris Paul, we know Chris Paul's great. And Magic Johnson, and we know what Magic Johnson did. Best point guard ever. But outside of that, historically, a lot of point guards tend to be score first. You know, Jerry West was score first. Bob Cousy, he was kind of score first, quiet as kept. A lot of point guards in the top 10, you know, score first. Walt Frazier, Isaiah Thomas, Steph Curry, hell, Westbrook. Gary Payton was kind of traditional, so I give you that. So my thing is, I think, and we see what point guards are now. And just out of curiosity, I looked at something. Out of 30 teams, there is six that have a quote-unquote traditional point guard. Traditional. And that'd be, I think, kind of Marcus Smart to a lesser degree. 
Drew Holiday with the Bucks. Big baller brand Lonzo Ball with the Bulls. You got Malcolm Brogdon with the Pacers, Chris Paul, and Mike Conley. Everybody else, they tend to be kind of score first. Kyle Lowry, score first. James Harden, score first. Uh, Kyrie Irving, score first. Trey Young, score first. Darius Garland or Colin Sexton, whichever one you want to consider as the point guard for that team, score first. Hornets, big baller brand. I think he scored first quite as kept. Kimba, score first. Spencer Dinwiddie, score first. Kay Cunningham, score first. Cole or RJ Hampton with the Magic, score first. Ja, score first. Steph, score first. Luca, score first. CJ McCollum with the New Orleans Pelicans, score first. Jamal Murray, score first. Reggie Jackson with the Clips, score first. Timberwolves. D'Angelo Russell, score first. And Russ, I trust. <laughs> score first. <laughs> uh, John Tay Murray, I, I would still say score first. De'Aaron Fox, score first. Dame Lillard, score first. Shea's kind of like a freak of nature, but score first. So in Houston, Kevin Porter and Eric Gordon, score first. So basically, I say all that to say this. I think the point guard, as we know it, is dying. I think we're going to, because for the longest time, we've seen point guards, quote unquote, masquerading as two guards. And what I'm starting to see and what I'm starting to understand is, I think you're better. I, I don't know how good it is when you have, I'm not, I'm not just having somebody set the table for everybody. Because if you got somebody setting the table for everybody, I start to wonder how good is your team? If you got somebody and good players, good players are going to be able to create their own shot and get others involved. Anybody in your top 10, whatever your top 10 is, they can get somebody involved, whether it be LeBron, Magic, Larry, Tim Duncan, Shaq, you know, whoever. They're going to get others involved. So you don't necessarily need, and you know how I feel about a point guard leading your team to a championship. You know how I feel about that. So I feel like you don't need somebody just dominating the ball because I don't think high usage rate is the key to success to get the championship either. So I feel like with that in mind, if you got people that can create their own shot and get others involved, that's the way to go. Because all these point guards, none of them are really outside of six Outside of the six, all the other ones, yeah, they, they can be scored first, but they can get others involved, whether it be Kyrie, Trey Young, Darius Garland, LaMelo La, uh, Ball, Jamal Murray, DeAndre Russell, Westbrook, whoever you want to name, they can all get others involved, but they're not traditional point guards. They can go out there and get you a bucket. But if you got somebody just that can't create a shot, they just stop and pop guys. And those catch and shoot guys, they're still cool. But I don't know if you need somebody setting the table for everybody. Because to me, it feels like your team's not that good. I'm not saying you need a team full, like roll out there and put five shot creators out there. I'm not saying that's the move. But what I am saying is you got two, got two your, your backcourt. If you got two people that can create their own shot, I think you're in good shape. And primarily, I'm talking about guards. I'm talking about kind of – I'm really talking about guards here. And because I think a good wing – 
okay, that wings can be a 3D catch and shoot guy, but a lot of these wings nowadays, you know, they can kind of go out there and create their own shot. Whether we're talking about a, a Kawhi, LeBron, KD, Paul George, you know, whoever, all these top flight uh, wings can go out there and get their own shot. You know, Chris Middleton. So, yes. But I think that's really the key, getting rid of these traditional point guards and putting out there with shot creators. And actually, we kind of saw that with Toronto because they put Gary Trent Jr. out there and Fred Van Vliet out there, two shooting guards, and they made the playoffs with it. We see what the, the Cavs, how the Cavs are trying to turn it around. And with Colin Sexton and uh, Darius Garland, that would be a scary combo. We saw Kyrie with, I mean, I'm not big on the Nets because for a lot of reasons, but when they had the James Harden experiment with the James Harden and the Kyrie, the Uncle Drew, that looked pretty good. Their offense, they had so much offense. They just, you know, they was hurt because, you know, they really can't stay healthy. James Harden had this thing going on and Kyrie, you know, he stay hurt. So, but them two together, I think that's conducive for a really good backcourt because James Harden and Uncle Drew can both create their own shot. And I think moving forward, that's the kind of thing you really want. I think that's the kind of thing you really need. So let's get more people out there that can create their own shot. And I think we're going to see that moving forward. Even with the, the, the Mavs this year with Luka and Jalen Brunson, both of them can go out there and create their own shot. And then when Tim Hardaway Jr. comes back, that's another guy to go out there and create their own shot. So I, I like this, this new wave of quote-unquote point guards or combo guards, what they call them. But having somebody, two guys that go out there create your own shot, if you have that, I think you're on to something. So uh, are we saying RIP to the traditional point guard, the John Stocktons, the Chris Pauls of the world? I think so. I think so. Now, something else I want to touch on real quick before we get up out of here. And I just want to go ahead and say it. Uh... The Warriors are not a dynasty. The Warriors dynasty as we know it is over. So let me tell you, what's a dynasty, Wayne? What's a dynasty? For me, a dynasty is a team that wins at least three championships in five years. And to me, I think, and the Warriors were a dynasty. But just going throughout time, we know Boston was a dynasty, you know, back with Bill Russell. You know, nine championships, you know, nine straight. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's unheard of. So, obviously, they they were a dynasty. But then you had the Lakers. In five years, the Lakers, no, in eight years, the Lakers won five rings in eight years. 1980, 1982, 85, 87, and 88. Actually finished it off by going back to back. Five rings in eight years. That's a dynasty. The Bulls. They won in the two three-peats, 91, 92, 93. Then they, you know, they laid an egg right there them two years. Then 96, 97, 98. That's six rings in eight years. Then, you know, I think the best duo of all time, the Shaq, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. They won three and five years, the three-peat. Then they broke up. But that was an absolute dynasty. These are great, all-time great teams. So we've talked about Boston who won like nine in 11 years. And then we got the Lakers, who won five in eight years. The Bulls, who won six in eight years. The Lakers, who won three and five. And if they stayed together, who knows what they could have did. Then you got the Spurs, who won in 99, 
03, 05, and 07. That's four rings in eight years. Four rings in eight years. And then that 03 to 07, that's three and five years, that criteria. And then you had the Warriors in 2015, 2017, and 2018. That's three and five years. And then we've seen what they did after KD left. Now, they've been to the finals a lot, yeah, but it's not like they've been winning. Hell, the Lakers was in the finals all the time in the, the 80s, but they didn't win but five of them, which, I mean, you're still doing pretty good, so I'm not hating. But just because you go, going makes you really good. It can make you a really good team. That's a lot of really good teams that don't win a championship. Hell, the Knicks in the 90s were a really good team. They didn't win a championship. The Jazz were a really good team in the uh, the 90s, didn't win a championship. The Suns were a really good team in the uh, in the uh, 2000s, didn't win a championship. It's a lot of good teams that didn't win championships. So I don't just go into the finals. Don't make you a dynasty. You got to got to close the deal, brother. Got to do that. But since then, they haven't won. And I'm looking at and out of all their dynasties, this is they've really been the worst one. Now I ain't go, I ain't go, I ain't go go there. I ain't go do that. But it's over because I don't think they're gonna win this year. And I think we're starting to see that they may have needed KD more than what they let on. And just examining it, they're lucky to have the three that they got. I'll say it again. The Warriors are lucky to have the three rings that they got. Yes, by definition, it was a dynasty because they won three in five years. But let's look. 2015, the Cavs were decimated. They took advantage. Okay, fine. So, yes, you won. Then they got KD. And nobody was beating them. And then they got hurt that year with Toronto and Toronto won. And since then, never mind going to the not, you know, losing in the finals. They hadn't made the playoffs the past two years because they've been hurt. And that's fine. And then they got back healthy and now they all good. They're, they're still a really good team when they're healthy. They're still really good. I think they're always really good. But let's be honest. If the Cavs stayed healthy in 2015, would they have won? I don't think so. Now, 2017, 18, I'm not saying they'd have walked, lost both of them. I'm not saying that. But I do think I do think they may have gotten one. So out of them, them five years, I think you may have gotten one ring. I think you might have beat the Cavs one. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And then let's look at it. That th- You did blow the 3-1 lead. You did blow that. So you could have closed the deal there, but, you know, Things happened and you did you didn't. You went to bed. And then the again you got hurt. You got hurt with the Toronto Raptors. The whole thing fell apart. So it's a dynasty, but they're really lucky to have it. So my thing is everybody's talking about this Warriors team like it's all-time great. No, I think the 2017 team was all-time great. I think that's the second best team of all time behind the Bulls. I, I believe so. But Dynasty? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I I just I can't I mean it by they did win the three rings. So yes, they did win 15, 17, 18. I got you. But it's over. Hell, I don't even know if the Warriors are as good now as they was in 2015, because they had all that death. You know, they had the David West of the world. 
the Andre Gladalas. Well, they got Iggy now, but Iggy's not quite the same guy. He's trying to come off injury, and they're trying to rush him out there like he in rare form. But that's another story for another day. But they had way more depth back then. And in 2017, in 17, 18, they had KD, and they still had some of that depth. Oh, yeah, can't forget about David West either. You know, a real deal. But they're nowhere near as good as that now. Yeah, they got the big three with Dre, Clay, and Steph. They got that Splash Brothers, but they had more than that. It wasn't just them three. They had depth and they had some 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 real defense. But now you got a you know kind of half a clay. You still got Steph doing that thing, and you got Dre. It's not enough. It's not enough. Now, I might be right about that. I may be wrong. I don't know. I just call it how I see it. But in the meantime, I'm out. Oh, yeah. And Warriors, y'all better win game two. Y'all better win game two. Because if you don't, mm, mm, mm.